0: the joy of m sports presents the sweet spot with Corey bradley
1: welcome to the sweet spot sponsored by pinch a penny pool patio and spa this student athlete interview is presented by greg wakefield with edward jones I'm your host, Corey Bradley, and I'm joined by a former Wicksburg Panther, and he'll be an Auburn Tiger coming the fall, Cade Snell. Yes, sir. Cade, how you doing, man? Doing all right. How are you? Good, man. I'm so glad to have you on the show. Glad to be here. So, Cade, whenever I have a student athlete on the show, I always tell them the reason for the name of the show. It's called The Sweet Spot with Corey Bradley. And the reason why I call it The Sweet Spot is because growing up, no matter what sport I play, there was no better feeling than hitting the ball on the sweet spot of the that's, bat.
0: That's also very true. It's it's not it's not a good thing for me being a pitcher yeah. when other people hit it on the sweet spot. Yeah. But
1: I do I know what you're saying. Yes, sir. Now for you who excels at the plate and on the mound. Yes, sir. What's your sweet spot moment? Um, my sweet spot moment. You mean you mean what's the best feeling? Like when you're playing baseball, like man, this feeling right here is, is oh, no better. No doubt,
0: that. no doubt. When now I would not like to be in this situation all the time, but when there is the games on the line, you're either or you're down by one if you're hitting, if you're pitching, you're up by one and you're having to save the game. When you finally get that last strikeout or you hit that guy in, yeah. that's the sweet spot, no doubt about it. Uh, there's really now I've never I've never scored the touchdown or whatever on the Friday night, and everybody said that's the best feeling in the world. But to me, the best feeling in the world is when I hit that runner in and we win the game. Or I strike out that last batter and we win the game. That's to me is my sweet spot. So
1: Man, yeah. Like I played football one year in middle school but I never scored a touchdown. I did have an interception or two that yeah. year. That was awesome. But hitting the ball in the sweet spot, I mean, just because it's if it's so much power behind it and oh, yeah. you rarely feel it. You know, you don't mm-hmm. even feel it leave your bat. Uh, sometimes you don't even think you hit it. Yeah. Seriously man. Right it's, when
0: you connect and it feels when once you get uh past the fact all right it didn't jam my hands it didn't hit the end of the bat and you hit the sweet spot you're like all right i know i need to run but i kind of want to watch this fly <laughs> yeah. a little bit and even though you're not supposed to do that but it's like right when you it, it, it feels effortless right when you right when it hits that bat you're like oh that's that's beautiful yeah it's beautiful especially on a wood bat yeah you hear that crack and it's like all right that's good but like i said it's not good for me being a pitcher <laughs> Once I hear that crack on the bat, I just don't even turn around. I'm like, all right, that's a good hit. It could be gone. I don't know. Yeah.
1: So now, being a left-handed pitcher, are you a true lefty? Yes, sir. Okay. Uh,
0: left. I'm, I'm everything left, and this is a little cool little tidbit. Um, everything left about me except for when I kick something. I kick it with my right foot. Really? So it's kind of unusual. I don't really kick much stuff, but, um, but yeah, that's that's the one weird little fact about me.
1: Now with me. Uh, when it comes to sports, I'm left-handed. So when okay. I play baseball, I hit left-handed. I throw left-handed. I play basketball, I'll shoot left-handed. But I write with my right hand. Okay. And I eat with my right hand.
0: We had a uh, we have a guy like that, Trace Rainey. He played for uh, Wicksburg. He was a really good pitcher. Um, he uh, he would do everything left-handed except for throw. He would throw right-handed. And I think he shoot a basketball right-handed. But he would uh, he would write left-handed. And he would do, I think he would kick with his left foot and all different kinds of stuff. And I was like, man, you don't, you pick a side. (laughs) You don't know what you're doing. Like, just pick a side. And my brother, he uh, was right-handed, but he would swing left-handed. Okay. So... I think there's a term for that. I think it's called they're they're a freak. I think that's yeah, what they're freak. called. <laughs> I, I, I bring that up every time, but uh, everybody's like, "Did you really just call your... I said, "Well, no. Look, I th- I'm pretty sure that's the that's the term for yeah, them." Yeah.
1: So, like, I actually looked it up myself because I was wondering. I was like, "Because we know the term ambidextrous, mm-hmm. but that's when you can do everything with both hands." Yeah. Um. So the term is actually called cross dominant. So depending on what the task is determines which hand you use. Okay. Yeah. So I was like, okay. I'm left-handed with sports, but anything non-sports related, I use with my right hand. And yeah. so sometimes when I'm doing something for the first time, yeah. I have to kind of figure out, okay, which hand is more comfortable, I you know, because I yeah. can do
0: something. It's just with like us. starting. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like when now, uh, like when when your kid or whatever finds out if they're going to be left-handed or right-handed, sometimes on some stuff they'll pick left-handed, sometimes they'll pick right-handed. One of my, I'm, I'm trying to think, one of my cousins, he was he was born like left-handed. And everything back then, everything was all right. You need to be right-handed. All this stuff is for right-handed people. So she actually had to make him right-handed, which was I don't know how that worked. I don't (laughs) know if I can. I don't. I don't. I'm not sure how that worked, but it was probably a little bit of a struggle. But uh, yeah. But I know what I know what you mean. There's on some certain stuff there, it requires left-handed or right-handed, just depending on the way you are, the way you feel about it.
1: Now speaking of being left-handed. Uh, you know, it's every coach's dream to have a super talented southpaw in their rotation. Yes, Describe your game and what's your approach when you're on the mound.
0: Um, now, me knowing that I don't throw 100 mile an hour, I'm not just going to blow it by everybody. But like I said, my favorite pitch is my two seam. That's that's where I get the run. That's where I get the movement on my on my pitches. Um, really trying to get my changeup down. I got a I have a good slider and a good curveball, but my two seam is pretty much my out pitch. I can throw it whenever and what count. And I'm I know righties have really good movement, but lefty uh movement's natural. Like when I'll throw in the outfield, I'll have to start it to the right yeah. and it'll end up going to the left. And wow. it's always been that way. And at first, to be honest with you, I was always like, Man, why? Like why do I have to throw it over here for it to go right there? Yeah. And I'm thinking, I don't like this, yeah. but then when I grow up I'm like, I love this. Yeah. So I was always very happy that to find out that my ball does have a ton of movement, which every lefty does. But I think that's my that's my thing. I, I love throwing that two seam.
1: Now, speaking of your pitching repertoire, which one of your pitches do you feel like needs the most work?
0: Um, I would probably say that needs the most work, uh, or to work the most. Um, I can survive off my fastball, but. My my slider it needs it, if I'm gonna have a good day pitching it's got to be wipe out if my sliders wipe out I feel so much comfortable about every single other pitch I can throw my curveball if my sliders working I can throw my fastball if my sliders working I feel like that's like the I have a big puzzle and I'm missing one piece and I put that piece and I feel like that's my slider if Gosh. if that's working everything else is
1: now Wicksburg head coach Jerry Wagner yes, sir. compared your delivery to Hall of Famer and former Atlanta brave Tom Glavin, who his son Peyton Glavin also is left handed, pitches yes, for the
0: Auburn Tigers. Well, that's a extremely good compliment. Yeah. I, I mean if, I, if my career can be anything like Tom Glavin's, I'll have a I'll be great. I I'll, I'll love that. But um yeah, I have got the chance to well, I haven't met Peyton. Yeah. Met him, met him, but I've been around him and I I feel like I'm really gonna like him and I really want to meet his dad. That's yeah. that I, I really want to meet uh uh Tom Glav and I think that'd be really, really cool. And just I wanna know how he threw I mean, because he had some of the he had nasty stuff. Yeah, yeah. And uh he had well, I'm pretty sure a four seam, a two yeah. seam, change up, circle slider, curveball. ball. His circle change yeah. was disgusting. Yeah. And if I can learn that, maybe I can maybe I'll be like, Hey, you know, Peyton, you wanna show me what what your dad threw back in the day and maybe I can pick up a few things. But now, I think that'd be awesome. With him
1: comparing your delivery to Tom Gliven, is there a current player that you would consider uh, have similar styles when um, it comes to being on the mound?
0: I can't really. I'm more of a three-quarter uh, kind of arm slot. And the only other person I can think of that has that kind of arm slot, sort of like mine, is Now, I'm not saying I pitch like him. I wish I did. But Chris Sale's slider, yeah. I love Chris Sale's slider. And it is nasty. It's uh, It'll run across the table. You can throw it in the lefty's batter box, and it'll end up in the righty's batter box. Yeah. And if I could compare my pitching to anybody, I don't know if I can definitely compare it to anybody, but I do feel like there were some pitchers back uh, before my time. I didn't get to watch all of them. I feel like if you would have showed me their pitching style, I think I might have found it more because it's, it's hard to find – a three quarters arm slot lefty anymore. Usually they're just straight over the top, or sometimes they're sidearm. Yeah. But like I was saying about Chris Sale, his is kind of more sidearm than three quarter. But if I can compare my pitching style at all, it's sort of like Chris Sale's. Now I don't have the the six six frame, <laughs> but um, yeah, it's a little bit different because I'm I'm six one and he's huge. Yeah. Like just huge guy. So, but if I could say my arm slot, that would it would be it would be Chris Sale.
1: Now, Cade, what's been The most excited you've ever been after a game, if as you can recall, what's been your uh, most exciting moment after a game, if you can stretch Um, back in your memory there?
0: Probably the most excited I've ever been. I was playing summer ball for five star. That was my first ever national team, and we had to face this one team called the the Florida Banditos. And everybody was talking about, all right, this is the best team. You want a true test? play the banditos and i'm looking at their lineup and they have they got people that top 10 in the class and i'm thinking and at first i wanted to think oh this is gonna be a bad game but i was thinking if i tell myself that it's already a bad game before it's already even started yeah so i show up that day and they picked me to pitch and i was thinking all right if i can find this team's weakness and make near or just try and make as least mistakes as I can I think I'm going to be all right well I start off the game and that was probably the best feeling I've ever had during the game because I'm thinking I'm halfway through the game and I'm thinking oh, I'm 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 doing good like I'm doing way better than I know for sure this team I'm playing against would have thought I would have done yeah and I was thinking all right just just stay calm stay calm and then I will say that was a very pivotal learning situation for me because uh, that was one of the few times I've thrown a slider because I thought, all right, my slider's pretty good. I can I can run it into this right-hander. And um, I, th- I threw it in on him, and he, he, he cranked it a little mm. bit. And I was like, all right, now I know. Don't throw that. So I don't really throw sliders in unless I'm throwing it in on their back foot. Yeah. Um, so that was probably the best I've ever felt. Because I just knew I beat a team that on paper is way better than me. But that was probably my best game because I knew I had to show up that day. And if I did show up, I could shut a lot of people down. And I did. And I was kind of like, all right, I just did that. So I thought that was one of the – that was to me, that was the best I've ever felt after a, a win. And then we went on to win that tournament. So yeah, I was really happy ice about cake. that. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Now, as we know in sports where there's ups – there's downs as yeah. well. So, uh, if you can recall, what was your most frustrated you've been after well, a game? Well,
0: usually you said after a game. Yeah. Well, usually I have lost games before, and I have lost games where I have done really good, and they just did better than me. But probably the worst game, I don't, I don't, I can't recall definitely the game that I was just so down on myself. But there was a few games I was like, man. I would go back and I would say, why did I, why did I throw that? Why did I throw that pitch to him? I know he can hit that. Yeah. Or usually, most of the time when I'm most down after a game is thinking and going back and you're like, man, if I could have done this different, that could have changed. If I could have fielded that ball, that could have changed. If I wouldn't have missed that that two zero fastball right down the middle. Might have been a different outcome, but I know, like I said in there, hindsight is twenty twenty, and, you know, the best thing about it is just try and stay positive after, you know, because you can only beat yourself up as much—I mean, you can beat yourself up as much as you want to, but the only time that you ever get anything out of it is if you take that being down and you promote it and you do really good— uh, on staying positive on staying on the positive side and you just explode and you come out better than you ever were because the greatest successes always come after uh one of the, the worst failures you're going to have yeah so if you go in there with that mindset i think you can get a lot of stuff done m- way more so than you ever could have thought being down so
1: now speaking of being positive um i saw in a recent interview where you talked about you know your season being cut short, and you would rather lose oh, than well, having that I would senior season.
0: Um, how just how a, do you remain positive? Well, like like I said in that interview, I would rather lose than be cut short because we're never going to know how good we really were. Um, but staying positive, just knowing that—I mean, it's not our power the reason all this stuff's going on. It's a, definitely it's a greater force. God knows what's in control, and we just mm-hmm. have to trust in that. So. And I really do think everything happens for a reason. There was a reason why we didn't play out our senior year. There, there. I mean, there could have – there's just a, a ton of things that could have happened. I could have went up there. I could have completely thrown my arm out. Um, uh, there's no telling what could have happened. But I am very thankful that we did get to at least get the half of the season that we did just to know All right, we can we can compete. This might be one of the better teams that Wicksburg's ever had. And um, I'm actually – I, I am sad that the season got court, uh, cut short, but um, I am very happy that, you know, it still was a good season, and we learned a lot. And, you you know, your bonds will always be better with people that you win with, mm-hmm. and I, I really cherish the bonds that I have with those players that I won with. You're listening to The Sweet Spot with Corey Bradley on the Joy of M Sports. It's more than a game.
1: Pinch-A-Penny Pool, Patio, and Spa is a proud business ministry partner with The Joy FM. More than just a full-service pool and supply company, they offer backyard entertainment options like big green eggs, clear light infrared saunas, and patio furniture. Now locally owned and operated by Jason and Amy Sharp. Pinch-A-Penny Pool, Patio, and Spa.
0: 1435 Westgate Parkway in Dothan. Phone 334-671-POOL. Ridgecrest Baptist Church proudly supports all local athletics. At Ridgecrest, we have many opportunities for all ages, including children, middle school, high school, and college students. I'm Chase Fault, the student pastor, and I want to invite you to see how your family might fit in at Ridgecrest. Learn more on our website at rbcdothan.org. This is TJ Haywood with the Joy FM Sports team, and you're listening to The Sweet Spot with Corey Bradley on Joy FM Sports.
1: I'm joined by Cade Snell, former Wicksbury Panther and current Auburn Tiger. This student-athlete interview presented by Greg Wakefield with Edward Jones. Now, Cade, as you were growing up playing travel ball, school ball, summer ball, mm-hmm. when did it click for you where you knew, like, hey, man, I'm playing at the next level. I'm going to have a chance to play with the big boys.
0: Uh, It, it really – well, are you talking about when I first kind of like something motivated me where I was thinking, all right, I can – I need to do this. This is this. This needs to be uh, uh, something that happens because I do have one of those moments. Yeah, and I was twelve. At uh, we were playing this tournament at um, in Panama City, and I'm not going to say who said it, but there was a guy that said, or I we were watching the College World Series. I remember playing his day. We were watching Florida play somebody. I don't remember who that other somebody was, but we were playing them. And I said, man, that would be so cool to play in the College World Series. And that person said, well, you have to get an offer to go to one of those colleges first. You can't just, you can't do that. I mean, how many people around you just go to these Division One schools? And I said, all right, I'm going to go to a Division One school. And I promise you, you're going to eat your words. Because that was, that was the moment I was like, all right, it's time to get serious about this. And most of my drive uh came from being told that I couldn't yeah um and uh i was I was told I couldn't there and I was like, you know what? just completely forget what everybody else has said. I'm focusing on what you just said, and about I would say probably about twelve that's when I was like all right i need to i need to I need to kick this up into another gear and that's when that's when it happened for me,
1: and you know we uh, in a previous conversation, we talked about Bauer Sharp, who was a guest on my show recently. Yeah. I asked him what motivated him, and he said the same thing as yeah. being told no, being told that you can't do it. Yeah. Uh, you know, and that's that's a beautiful thing, you know, when you have that criticism drives you as opposed to uh, negates your, your potential and your process. You know, people tell you no. Like I'm gonna do it for me, and I'm gonna mm-hmm. do it along with the mm-hmm. fact to tell you, like, yeah, you told me no, you told I'm me gonna, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, gonna come back,
0: and I'm gonna show you that that you should eat your words. Exactly. And that to me is awesome. That's where I get most of my motivation from is from people saying, "Oh, you can't." Well, I promise you, I'll I'll show you I can. So I I, I feed off that, and I, I do appreciate those people. And now I'm not gonna give them a straight up thank you for saying this, yeah. but it's kind of just a a silent, all right, you, you did your job. <laughs> yeah. But, uh,
1: yeah. Now, Kay, before deciding to sign with Auburn, uh, which other schools were you considering, and what was it that put Auburn over the top?
0: Well, uh, the first school that um, came to me was Alabama, and I was freaking out. I was like, Mom, Mom, this is, like, actually happening, and all different kinds of stuff. Well, uh, me and Coach Bohannon, we talked for a little bit, and I was really excited. I was thinking, all right, well, you know, now, now that this has started, you know, I actually need to look forward. Where am I going to go to school? This is this is huge. And then South, South was like, "Hey, um, we're going to offer you." And I was like, "I I even told the coach. I said, Coach, I'm I'm like, I'm I'm like young, you know, Uh, like I was 16 years old and um, all different kinds of stuff. And I was like, I was like, this is crazy. This can actually this 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 is doable." And it was always doable at first, and I was like, "All right, this is this is what I want." And then I finally got in touch with Auburn, and I was like, "This is really what I want." I've been an Auburn fan since I could walk, yeah, and I've always been a huge Tiger fan, and all these kind of, I've I've just been in love with Auburn forever. I went to their football games for as long as I can remember. I was thinking, my dream school is Auburn. If I can just get there, I'm gonna be all right. So to me, it was always sort of on top. But I really did like um, Coach Phillips at South and that was the kind of heartbreaker for me because mm-hmm. I was like I had to call him and yeah. I said, Hey coach, I'm sorry. I, I, I know I know that y'all stepped out of y'all's way to come to come try and find me and I really do like you, but I just have to go with my gut. And since my brother's already going to Auburn and we already knew that, it was just gonna be a it was gonna be a perfect fit. So that's why that's why we went to Auburn.
1: Now, has there been any discussions with head coach Butch Thompson about you potentially becoming a starter, or is this more of a wait-and-see approach?
0: Um, well, uh, Coach Nonamaker told me that I was going to get some opportunities uh, coming in relief and then see if I can work my way up to be either a starter or a closure, whichever fits uh, whatever I'm trying to do when they get there. They'll see my stuff and they'll see what I need to do and all kinds of stuff like that. But the good thing is, out of this class that's going up there, there's only two lefties. Okay, And that's me and that's Cam Hill. And Cam Hill's a really good lefty. He also hits. So, um, now, yes, I would love to go up there and hit, but I've also had a talk with Coach Donemaker, and he said, look, dude, you, you also have to remember what we recruited you for. And I was like, okay, all right. Well, maybe I just – that's probably what I'm going to be. I'm probably going to be a pitcher. But if I do get the chance, and I'm probably going to sneak into BP a few times, Without them knowing, but uh, um, I am really looking forward to that, and I think I think um, it's going to be really fun. I would love to be a starter though, because the way I pitch, I gain velocity as I go throughout the game. But really, I mean, they've been doing it forever, so they know which is best. And if I am in that starter, reliever, or closure position, I'm just going to make the the best out of my
1: my opportunity. Now, the coach that you spoke about, what role does he have with he the Tigers? He is the
0: assistant coach, okay. and he, uh, he played at Vanderbilt. He was a very good baseball player for there, isn't it? Carl Nonamaker. He's um, That was really and truly him and Gabe Gross were the first people that stepped out uh, to talk to me. And uh, so they've always told me, all right, this is how it's going to go and all different kinds of stuff. This is how it's going to go down. This is what you're going to do and all that stuff. And I'm really looking forward to being up there because they're awesome. And Coach Thompson is awesome. He's very personable. Uh, which I really like. He 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 cares about what you're doing, what you need to be doing, your classes, all that kind of stuff, which any college coach should, but I feel like he's just more um, connected. And that was another reason why we chose to go to Auburn. He just had the, there was something about him. So
1: Now, as you prepare to enter your first semester as a college student athlete, you may have kind of touched on it earlier when you were talking about your pitching aspect, but what part of your overall game are you looking to improve the most? I know you mentioned about wanting to get in some BP in there too, yep. but what are you looking to improve the most as far as uh, getting to your first semester as a college student athlete?
0: Well, first of all, um, what I'm looking to improve the most, because I know I'm going to definitely have to improve time management. That's going to be an essential because I still have to – I'm going to have to go to practice. I'm going to have to get my classes down. I still need to keep a good GPA. Um because without my grades, I can't play. So, uh, looking to become first of all a better student, uh, a better student of the game. Uh, kind of diving in because this is going to be the first true test. This is going to be where all right, I'm having to do like scouting reports on these hitters that I'm facing, in which I've I've always watched hitters, but I've never had to write it down and all different kinds mm-hmm. of stuff. And I think that's going to be way cooler. Yeah. Just to just to all right, he can't he can't hit a curveball. Well, I'm going to have a whole stat sheet On his percentages. All right, how many times he hit a curveball? How many times he hit a fastball? And all kinds of stuff. So I'm really looking forward to being a better student of the game, being a better man myself, Mm -hmm. and um, and really just because college is going to be the true test. Uh, I just need to make sure I focus still. My main focus where I came from, uh, God, and all all, God's my savior, and all Mm -hmm. all kinds of stuff. And I need to make sure that that is my foundation. because without him I wouldn't I wouldn't be on this podcast. I wouldn't be here. Uh and who there's no there's no telling where I would be. And I know for sure without him I wouldn't have a scholarship to Auburn. Man,
1: that's awesome, uh, that you recognize, you know, where your gifts, skills and talents come from and yes, sir. you know, always keep that mindset, man, you know, keeping God first and knowing that it is, it is he who has blessed you with these talents and He wants you to use them to the best of your ability, you know. Because kind of what we talked about in a separate conversation of some athletes who don't use it to the best of their ability and they waste all that potential because you have natural talent. But like we talked about, it takes you going above and beyond. Like you said, I didn't expect you to say become a better student of the game. Like that's an excellent answer, man. Yes, sir. Uh, I know Coach Thompson would be (laughs) super excited to hear that, man. But it's so true because you know like we talked about there's some people rely solely on their talents and they don't understand the mental aspect that yeah, so there's a really lot takes more that goes level. into it yeah. there's
0: a there's a lot more that goes into it and i'm i'm looking forward to to diving in and figuring all that stuff out i think it's going to be first of all really fun i think it's going to be really a, a good learning experience for me
1: now okay normally
0: when we talk about siblings
1: you there's always some kind of rivalry a competition yeah. that's involved in the household Uh, Talk about your older brother, Tucker, and the positive influence he's had in your life.
0: Well, growing up, it was always me versus him. Uh, We we got in fights a few times. Um, It it was always, he was always better than me. And, um, And I wanted to be just as good as him or better. I always wanted to be better than him. And then I finally got to the point, all right, look, he's my older brother. He's definitely trying to help me. And once I finally learned, all right, He's he's trying to he's trying to help me. He wants the best for me. I think I have probably the best brother in the world. He's done a lot for me. I mean, I I can't count on my hands, my toes. I can't count how many times we used to just go in the backyard and throw, uh, work on my pickoff move, work on all these things. And without without him, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be nowhere near as good either because he he really pushed me. And I think that's what every brother should do for their younger brother. And I am actually very happy and proud of him at the same time because there's a ton of different ways that a big brother can take their little brother going somewhere to play something that they love as well. They can be jealous about it. Mm-hmm. They can be just mad and angry or they can help him. and I'm so glad my brother decided to take the route to help me because he don't I don't know if he knows this. I don't know if I tell him enough, but without him, I wouldn't be I wouldn't have a pickoff move. I wouldn't have a curveball, I wouldn't have a slider, I wouldn't have anything. He's yeah. taught me he's taught me so much and he he don't even know that. So hopefully when he listens to this, he'll be like, <laughs> All right, well maybe maybe I do need a pat on the back. Well that's your pat on the back. So that's awesome. I, I
1: appreciate you, Tucker. Now speak about your parents, Marty and Kelly. Um, uh, how important have they played a role as far as helping you achieve your dreams and
0: goals? Um, I'll start with my dad, first of all. Uh my dad has helped me so much, and the the thing is, he 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 realized um, he wanted to push me to play baseball, but he didn't want to he didn't want to overdo it because you can burn out a lot of kids. You can mm-hmm. burn out a lot of kids by just shoving it to them. And look, this is what you need to do, and trying to live through them. And really, I'm actually really glad dad did push me, but he didn't over push me. I wanted to do it, and. He's helped me out so much just by providing the opportunities and, uh, get me to the spots where I need to, I need to be to, uh, get some exposure and he's just been, uh, awesome to me and he's a hard worker. He's a good role model. Um, like I said, when we were talking before, if I could be a fourth, like my dad and his work ethic, I'm going to be a pretty hard worker. And my mom, she's awesome. I mean, she, she loves, she loves me for whatever. I mean, it didn't matter I could make her so mad at times, but she still loves me. Yeah. And, um, like that was always a joke. When I used to get in trouble, I'd just try and make her laugh because maybe she wouldn't, she wouldn't paddle me or something. I would, I would just like, like, I'd I'd try my hardest to make her laugh. So, but it I mean, it worked, but she still paddled me. So don't, don't try and make your parents laugh. If you're going to get paddled, you're still going to get paddled. But, um, but, no, I am, I'm I'm. very thankful for my, for my family and my background, and that's one of the biggest things, and that's what I'm going to tell my kids when I have kids. Don't forget where you came from, and don't forget who got you there. And like I said before, that first and foremost, God, and my parents uh, pushing me to be as best as I can and then putting me in those opportunities and those, those certain situations to shine, and I'm glad they did because it turned out very well.
1: Kate, man, thank you so much for coming on the show. I'm so glad I could have you as a guest, man. You've been on my list for a while, and uh, I'm pleased that you were able to come through the sweet spot.
0: Yes, sir. Thank you. And War Eagle.
1: War Eagle, man. Kate Snell, former Wicksburg Panther and current Auburn Tiger, here on this student-athlete interview presented by Greg Wakefield with Edward Jones. He'll be pitching for Auburn University come next season, and we're excited to see what he does for the Tigers. Stay tuned for more of this episode on the sweet spot. You're listening to the Joy FM Sports. It's more than a game. You're
0: listening to The Sweet Spot with Corey Bradley on the Joy FM Sports. It's more than a game.
1: Attorney Kaz Espy is a proud supporter of The Sweet Spot with Corey Bradley. Kaz has experience in both federal and state courts regarding a wide range of civil matters. Specializing in bankruptcy, debt resolution, probate, and estate planning, Kaz listens to the concerns of his clients, understanding their individual needs. Attorney Kaz Espy, phone 334-793-6288 or online at espymetcalf.com. No representation is made that the quality of legal services to be performed is greater than the quality of legal services performed by other lawyers. Whether they're going back to school in person or online if your child needs glasses denny vision in downtown dothan has a great special on kids glasses from august 3rd through october 4th get two pairs of kids eyeglasses starting from just 99 dollars. students can receive 20 percent off one pair of complete eyeglasses or 50 percent off two pairs 334-793-2633 denny vision 151 east main street downtown dothan see the difference
0: This is Mike Lawson with the Joy FM Sports Team, and you're listening to The Sweet Spot with Corey Bradley on the Joy FM Sports. Welcome back to The
1: Sweet Spot, sponsored by Pinch a Penny Pool, Patio, and Spa. It's time for today's Triple C segment, and this is what I want to share with you today. Have the courage to choose your own path and not the one others expect of you. You know, so many times, whether it's family, friends, you know, they tell you you should do this or you should do it that way. But that may not be what God has called you to do. God has planning and purposed a specific path for you. So if you're doing what others are telling you and not what God is leading you to do in your heart and your spirit, then you're going to end up in their destiny, end up following their path, which wasn't suited for you. So always remember, whatever you do, have that courage to choose your own path and not the one others expect of you. And as we always say, there's nothing better than being in the sweet spot.
0: Stay in the sweet spot on the Joy FM Sports Facebook page. This has been a presentation of the Joy FM Sports. It's more than a game.